Hoy hoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we are continuing through season two. We have arrived at season two, episode five, Dancing Homer. Yeah, baby. Uh, I am excited to talk about this episode yeah. because uh, I, this is the last note I wrote down, but this is a funny episode. It is. It is. Uh, so we are going to get started as we normally do. Caitlin's going to read some specs for us. Yes, Dance and Homer, as we already said, season two, episode five, production code 7F05. Oh, Thanks okay. for sticking to schedule, everybody. That's right. Uh, ren- written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs, directed by Mark Kirkland, original air date, November 8th, 1990. All right. November the 8th. Yeah. Um... I uh, have the summary here before me. Uh, this is from the Simpsons Wiki, as usual. <laughs> I thought you were going to say what you were doing on November 8th, 1990. I was like, geez, Louise. November the 8th, 1990. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I remember it well. I think that was the day I pooped my pants at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Hey, that would have been that was a cool day because I got to use the shower curtain first, the new dinosaur <laughs> shower curtain. <laughs> I think we talked about this in a previous episode, so make sure you go back and listen to it. If that doesn't entice you, subscribe. We'll try harder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I got the summary here uh, from Simpsons.fandom.com. There will be a link in the description so you can check it out for yourself. There's a lot of information on the Simpsons wiki, so I encourage you to go check it out. Uh, The summary is... Homer becomes a baseball mascot for a local team, thanks to his butt-swinging dance to the baby elephant walk. The team's subsequent high scores bring him to the attention of the major league headhunters and big commercial sponsors. But will success spoil Homer? Dun-dun-dun! <gasps> oh, that's kind of a weird description of this it episode. <laughs> that's not really, like... That's- how I would describe I, this no, episode. <laughs> no, but here we are. That's that's what's happening. There is something very important I think we should cover first before we go any farther. Okay. So if you're like me, you're like Baby Elephant Walk. What song is that? Yeah, that's definitely yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you have ever, um, or if you uh, are wondering to yourself, uh, you probably recognize it right away. Dan. Uh, you, well, you already I just it. did it. I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I took the glory away from you. I was going to fart it on my hand. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I actually did not practice this at okay. all, so I'm yeah, going to try. It. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, years of practice, everybody. Hey, Robert. Yeah. Nice grammar rodeo shirt. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm thin enough, I think, to get by wearing it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Looks good. Yeah. We We talked about this on our Christmas gifts episode. Hey, uh, our friend Scott, we never actually posted a picture of this, I don't think. No, we didn't. We'll have to, we need to post it. (laughs) We will, we will post it in the, uh, Instagram post for this episode. Yeah. So if you're listening to this episode, that Instagram post will have already been posted. So you can go and check it out along with the other photos that we will drop with it. Um, so I am excited, like I said earlier, to talk about, oh, Caitlin's writing it down. That's very smart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I am excited to talk about this episode. So let's jump into it. Uh, we'll start with the opening credits. 
I do want to talk about this a little bit. It okay. is, I think it's the exact same sequence as it has been. Yeah. But I was looking extra hard to see what I noticed in it. Okay. So I noticed, first of all, after the clouds part and we get the, uh, the wide shot of Springfield, the mountainous Springfield, and they are zooming in towards Springfield Elementary School, they pass by, have you noticed? They pass by Springfield Prison. Oh, I did not notice. So um, that is especially um, pertinent. I think I think it's probably just a, supposed to be a funny, you know, addition to the opening credits. Mm-hmm. But um, the the prison will, of course, become basically the home base of the Sideshow Bob sh- saga, which we've already seen some of. Yes, and also a site of Springfield Elementary field trips. That's right. Yes, I forgot. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is correct. Yep. Um, And also, I wanted to point out that in the band room sequence, Mm -hmm. um, where Lisa goes off on her own little saxophone tangent, Mm -hmm. uh, there is a bust of Beethoven. Of Beethoven. Yes. Okay. So you. I noticed that last week. Oh, you did. I did not. I did not mention it, but I did notice it. uh, Yeah. I um. I I. I don't think it says Beethoven on it, but it's pretty obviously Beethoven. Mm -hmm. It's got the messy hair. Definitely. Um, And so the rest of the sequence uh, looked pretty normal. I was writing, I was writing things down. So I'm sure there's other going to be other things that I notice um, as we continue through this season. Yeah. There's one part of the opening credits that like, it kind of like just very quickly zooms by the camera pans by a a bunch of people. I'm not talking about when Bart's on the skateboard. It's after that. Uh And you, I like, Try to every time I try to see who's there, and it's Sherry and Terry, and it, like it's like on the playground, I think. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, okay. I need to go like look on Frankie Ack and see exactly who is there, <laughs> or just pause the TV. Yeah. Um, also, I, I was, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Um, have you tried to read what the register rings yes. up Maggie as every single time? <laughs> have you, have you been able to decipher it at all? No. That's gonna be important. When we get- I know that they're. I know that they change it uh, every now and then, but it's so fast that yeah. you can't. Yeah, um, they will make a joke about it in the. I think it's the 138th episode mm. spectacular. Okay. Uh, do you want to know what they say, or do you want to wait? It's, it's like 43 be- cents or something. Mm-mm. Oh nope, nope, not I'm totally I'm, wrong. No, <laughs> I don't actually know what it really says, but I do know what it says in the. Uh, it says 138. In the spectacular. It says, NRA forever. <laughs> As in the NRA. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> the joke, well, the joke is, so Matt Groening is like famously liberal, right? Uh-huh. And the joke is that um, he is basically Herman. Uh, he he uh, looks kind of like Colonel Clink uh, when he's drawn in the spectacular. And they open the door to his office at one point, and he says, "Get out of my office!" and shoots at the cameraman. Oh. So it's 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 a uh, it's part of a wider joke. Okay, uh, I don't think it ever actually says "NRA forever" on the. It's just for the okay, just well, for that one. Yeah, it's not episode. funny when you have to explain it a lot. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> everyone listening to this is like, "God, God move shut on. up!" <laughs> Talking about the credits for forever. Hey, speaking of who is listening to this, I want to make a quick shout out. I forgot to do it earlier. I want to make a quick shout out to MC Rast, uh, who Caitlin does not know, but I have known for a long time. Oh. My old friend from uh, back home who listens to our podcast. Uh, so hi. 
do you go by Mike now? I always knew him as Michael. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think you go by Mike now. I've seen him like in the posts and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I didn't know you so, knew him. That's, um, that's cool. Hi. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I feel so bad. I actually don't even know where you live now. <laughs> do you live in Germany now? Are you our one, one German download? One, two, three, down four, <laughs> fake street. One, two, three, fake street. That's right. <laughs> yeah, please give his full name and address <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but uh, anyways, hi. Uh, thank you for listening and thank you for commenting and liking on our posts. So, uh, moving along, uh, getting into the opening scenes, uh, we, where do we open up with this? Mo's bar. At Mo, Tavern. yes, that's right. This is a this is a storytelling kind of a flashback storytelling episode. Yeah, I did read on the wiki that apparently it was not originally intended to be a storytelling episode. Oh, but uh, the producers didn't really know how to start or end it, so they decided to put everybody at Mo's and and Homer's recounting his gotcha. his journey. Oh, well, there you go. That makes sense. It did seem kind of, well, I don't know. It, this is from the the very early 90s. So, like, maybe it wasn't like a tired trope <laughs> at that point. Uh, I don't know. Although, you know, that's pretty much exactly what the whole Odyssey is. Like, Homer's Odyssey is a retelling of what of what happened, of, of uh of um, Odysseus telling the story. Okay, of how you he mean you actually mean Homer's Odyssey, I'm not sorry, the episode. I should clarify. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, I don't mean the episode where the Winfields laugh at Homer <laughs> going to kill himself. Yeah. I mean the episode where Odysseus basically dooms his entire. I mean, not the episode. God, why did I say that? Because there actually is a Homer's Odyssey episode later in the series um, it, that is not titled Homer's Odyssey. Okay, I'm like extra confused. So why don't, why don't we just... It's not fun if you have to explain it. All I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is that, uh, yes, that's the opening scene. <laughs> it is a form of form of entertainment yes that has been around for a long time i think is what you're trying to say i guess uh anyways i was really just kind of dancing there while i was pulling up the frankie act so i don't uh, lose track of where we are in the episode yeah evening. uh we recently just discovered that the episodes are transcribed on frankie so that's really helpful to us it is. <laughs> so we can actually maybe get this right yeah um so homer is sitting in moe's mm-hmm. and he is lamenting something mm-hmm. and uh moe and barney and and one, the other barfly. Do you know his name? No. Um, he, Sam's the one in the hat. Uh-huh. This guy is named, but I don't remember what his name is off the top of my head. At any rate, uh, he's one of the regular barflies. Yeah. Who's in there? And, the bald one. Um, and they are trying to egg Homer on uh, to tell them what's wrong. And Homer says something to the effect uh, of, you know, the only thing worse than. Uh, being a loser in a bar is a guy who's explaining why he's the loser in the mm-hmm. bar or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. And so uh, they go, ah, or Mo says, ah, come on, Homer. And Homer very quickly goes, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was being humble up front. And then he's like, yes, I actually want to tell this story. Mm-hmm. Sort of along the same lines as when um, Marge was going to sing to him uh, at the end of the uh, Simpson and Delilah. The uh, Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that was the end of that episode. Yeah. Uh, you are so beautiful to me. And she's like, come here. He's like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come like, here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to... Um, it all a, started on yeah. a nuclear plant. And this is a very funny line. Yeah. Uh, the nuclear plant employees, spouses, and no more than three children night. <laughs> <laughs> At Springfield Stadium. Yeah. Uh, I got 
a lot of um, there's no disgrace like home vibes from this opening yeah because it's kind of uh, like all the all the employees are on the bus yeah we also discover that auto drives the bus for the power plant in addition <laughs> to the school apparently so, so i'm like I, I i wrote out i said auto is just uh springfield's multi-purpose bus driver i guess they only have one bus for the entire city <laughs> that's, that's, right. <laughs> so. that's like like uh several years ago when there was uh snow and ice down in atlanta and everyone was like maybe they only have a need for one bus in springfield because you know cause, yeah uh everyone was like why don't we have more snow plows and the mayor of atlanta who i mean politically i really don't align with but i understood exactly what they were getting at they said Listen, this happens like once every 10 years. Yeah. yeah, we could go spend a bunch of money on snow plows, but you're going to get mad about the cost of those snow yeah. plows for this giant ass right. city. But there, <laughs> so, there's a lot of kids in Springfield Elementary. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Do buses make like two trips in a morning? I don't Is think it just one? Well, I think it's, I think it's for each school, right? Mm-hmm. So, huh. There, here's something I never thought about. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because wh- where I grew up, we did not have like we didn't have multiple elementary schools. Everybody went to the same elementary school. Yeah, everybody went to the same middle school, same high school. So, mm-hmm. I guess that like are kids from different school districts riding the same bus at the uh, same time, and they just go to. I don't think so. Uh, I, yeah. That I, seems like it would be really difficult, especially for little kids. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of like had the opposite. Well, I, we I need mean, to it ask. wasn't really the opposite experience. I just had like a, a, a changing experience because when I was very little, I went to one of three elementary schools in our area, but they consolidated all of them into one elementary school when I was going into second grade. Mm-hmm. And so... I guess like all of those buses for those three different schools then like converged onto this one location. We have a, we have a friend who's a bus driver. We'll have to ask her. We do. And we will, (laughs) (laughs) we will get to the bottom of this shit. Listen up. (laughs) I need to explain this to me. That's right. Just call us Dave Shutton because we are going to investigate the shit out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, we should note also that Otto in a very auto way is very clearly trying to outrun the cops. Yep. (laughs) Uh, it seems like it'd be pretty easy to uh, catch the bus, but maybe this is the real origins of Wiggum's incompetence here. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but yeah, he like screeches into the parking lot, and yeah. uh, he's like, "Oh, we lost him." <laughs> <laughs> so um, as they are walking towards the stadium, uh, Lisa is really waxing poetic mm-hmm. about baseball. Um, she, uh, what does she say? Uh, she says, I can't think of a better place to oh, spend yeah. a balmy summer night than at the old ball yard, uh-huh. which is a weird way of saying that. The old but... ball yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like Homer's pumped to be there. He's extra excited. Yeah. Cause he's like, there's hot dogs. There's 72 ounce beers. Yes. Yeah. So Lisa's line is really great. So I'll read the rest of it too. Um, it's, oh, um, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, because it, it's, it, it feeds into the 72-ounce beer line. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a better place to spend a balmy summer's night than the old ball yard. There's just the green grass of the outfield, the crushed brick of the infield, and the white chalk lines that divide the man from the little boy. That's really pretty nice, Lisa. I like that. <laughs> and then Homer 
turns right around and says, Lisa, honey, you're forgetting the beer. <laughs> it comes in 72 ounce tubs yes. here, which I'm sure we are thinking of the oh, same yeah, event. Got, there's no way we're not thinking about the same thing, y'all. <laughs> Caitlin and I got shit-faced at a baseball game. A minor league baseball game in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Was that two years ago in 2020? No, it was, it was last summer. Last summer. Yeah, okay. So we went up to Altoona, Pennsylvania because we like to ride roller coasters. Mm-hmm. And we went... Um, we may have talked about this on this podcast before. Oh, the trip. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, at any rate, we went up to ride the world's oldest standing roller coaster, which is in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Uh, it was lots of fun. We had a good day. And the place is right next to a minor league ballpark, the Altoona Curve played mm-hmm. there. And they are the farm team for the Pirates, I think. Yes, I think okay. that is correct. Uh, yes, I, I remember because I was like, oh, man, we're going to see the pe- the players that aren't even good enough to be on the Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we had a lot of fun, and a, a huge part of that fun was the fact that they had these, how many, was it like thir- I for think 32? It was 30, 32 ounce 32 beers, ounce beers for, $7, for 7 bucks. which if you haven't been to a sporting event mm-hmm. recently, that is a deal. That is a bargain. Because you're paying at least 10 in most places for well, a can, yeah, for a, a tall can. boy. Yeah. Yeah. For like a 16 ounce, so like the the... The fact that they were selling those things for seven bucks, man. And, and they, well, uh, well, and I was just going to say, and I could get Yingling. We were in Pennsylvania, oh, yeah, so yeah. they had Yingling on tap. Anyway, what were you going to say? I was going to say, and they had the cool thing that filled the cups from the bottom. That was very cool. Yeah. Um, and fast. It, yeah. It, 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 I'm astounded that we are not seeing more of that in just general. Uh, because there, it's just such a fast way to fill up beers. Yeah, you don't have to wait for the head to settle. Mm-hmm. They need those at Bush Gardens. They sure do. Duff it, Gardens. <laughs> hurrah! <laughs> uh, so anyways, we went to this baseball game, and I think I put down like... It was a lot. We, five, we six spent of these a, things. We spent a lot of money, not only on beers, but we got so drunk we went into the team store and bought hats. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, that is one of my favorite pastimes. And you know what's really funny about this is before I met this terrible influence across the table from me, I only ever drank Coca-Cola at ballparks. Like, I, if you ever, like, enter into a conversation about Coca-Cola with me, Coke, uh, and by the by, I do prescribe to the notion that when I say Coke, I mean any, any soft, soft drink. drink. Yeah. But in this instance, I'm actually talking about Coca-Cola. So, like, um, when... I, I I really think that ballpark Coke is the best Coke. Mm-hmm. It just is. It just slaps different to to use the ki- the kids the or the phrase that youths are using. God. Um, anyway, uh, but uh, we drank so much beer at this at it this was, ball game. It was <laughs> a disgrace how much beer we drank. <laughs> Either that or it was really like a championship drive. Like yeah. we, we were doing well. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, <laughs> we we had so much beer, we ended up like getting like the beer sads and like going home yeah. like before. Because we actually had a double header that day. It was a double day. header. Yeah. We stayed through the first game and we stayed through, I think, most of the second game. And mm-hmm. then we, we went back to the hotel. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> Anyway, if you ever go to Altoona, Pennsylvania, make sure you head over to an Altoona Curve game. They're and, fun. Uh, you'll have a lot they of fun. They were playing the Akron Rubber Ducks. That's right. And yeah. while we were in the theme park, we got to ride the roller coaster with, with the some rubber of the Rubber Ducks, Ducks players. players. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. Yep. 
Uh, anyways, all of that was about the fact that there are 72-ounce beers at this baseball game. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we get into the game, and we... Uh, pretty er well marge is of course reminding homer that he needs to lay off uh or relax the beer because he gets a little rambunctious mm -hmm. if when he drinks the beer in the umpire last year that's right maybe uh that was when he ran out onto the field during a baseball game and ruined everything ruined the pennant for the isotopes <laughs> but this is a really important episode uh as far as introducing simpsons canon on here uh, because I don't, have we talked about the isotopes? Mm -mm, yeah, no, I don't think yet. so. Uh, so we get introduced to the Springfield isotopes. At this first game, they are playing Shelbyville, mm -hmm. and so the Shelbyville Shel Shelbyvillians. Shelbyvillians is that what Something they were? Like I didn't that. notice. <laughs> um, and also, we have a returning. Well, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, we do have a returning figure here in just a little while. But mm -hmm. uh, as the Simpsons are walking up, they have finished uh, talking about the beer and Marge saying, mm. and uh, like Mr. Burns is standing there and greeting everybody. This is where you're getting the no disgrace like home vibes yeah. really from, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, I think that's where I wrote this that down. Yeah, is, is here. Yep. So, so uh, let's talk about this sequence here. Um, so they're kind of all filing into the stands and Mr. Burns and Smithers are, are standing at the entrance greeting everyone Yep. and Smithers is feeding Mr. Burns the lines. Yeah. Yep. The, uh, the names um, of the, uh, the names of the Simpsons in particular, yep. Mr. Burns of course does not remember. Right. Uh, so, the Simpsons name. Yeah. It, <laughs> he actually calls them the Simps. He calls them the Simps. Which is very funny. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, they correct him and they're like, oh, no, it's Simpson. And then he mm -hmm. goes, oh, and these must be Bart, Lisa, and Expecting. <laughs> because I guess the last time the file had been updated was before Maggie was born. That's right. That's yep. right. <laughs> so uh, we get into the ball game. Uh, Bart would like an autograph from an old player named Flash. Mm -hmm. Flash pays him no attention. He only pays attention when Marge goes over to... Yeah, and then he propos propositions her when the he signs the baseball, <laughs> yes, right. which I thought was going to play a much bigger role in this episode, and it did not. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so, uh, at any rate, uh, Marge gets the ball signed. Uh, the uh, a Flash hits on Marge via said, said mm -hmm. baseball, tells her what hotel room uh, yes. he is in. The P Springfield Cozy Court Motel, room 26. How about it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Why are you staying in a cozy court motel? It's minor league. Oh, wait. No, he did he play for the isotopes? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't notice. I think so. I, I couldn't tell the difference between the team colors. So. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I did not pay that much attention yeah. to that. But. Anyway, um, uh, here uh, as we're moving along in the episode, Homer ends up on the Jumbotron. He's dancing around, sort of a little foreshadowing mm -hmm. of things to come. It um, seemed like this Jumbotron had sound. I was it like, sure, it sure did. Didn't where it? is your mic, Homer? Yeah, yeah. You could definitely hear, not just hear him, but hear him, what was clearly intended to be his voice broadcast yeah. over the uh, loudspeakers. Right. Um, at any rate, uh, Homer's up and dancing around, acting a fool, and um, then his, his flies down. His, yeah, the, his flies down. Um, then it's time for the national anthem, and we get <laughs> not only the return of of Bleeding Gums Murphy, but we get, I think, probably the best gag in the whole episode. I I have a hot take. Okay, let me hear it. This is the best gag in the entire series so far. I am inclined to agree. Okay. Um, I think I, I hot I, take 
status retracted. This one joke got, I think, probably three laugh out louds from me. Yeah. Like, I, I was literally laughing out loud. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. And I know the joke, right? So, like, it wasn't, like, a surprise to me. Although I did. You forgot about it, right? I did forget that it was in here. And I also uh, did have the opportunity, because I know the joke, to spy some details mm. in the joke that I would not have noticed or did not notice before. Okay. So, uh, first of all, Bleeding Gums comes out to sing the national anthem, and it's very much <laughs> an experience that we all know where someone is really milking the national <laughs> anthem. And it begins with... Oh, say, I say, I say, can you, I'm asking, can you, can you see? It's so long and very funny. So, and they're all like, everybody's standing there with their little hands on their hearts. And yep. they're like, they're pumped at first. Yep. And then like you keep they keep cutting and he's like yeah very slowly making his way through this song did you notice that when he started the national anthem this is part of the, the detail that i noticed it was 720 it was 730 oh 730 sorry. yeah it was 730 uh and they cut like three or four scenes as the crowd is getting more and more tired and when he finishes, there's only one person who is still standing at attention, bright-eyed with their hands on their heart. It's Lisa. It's Lisa. Yeah. And, and did you see the time when it ended? It was 7.56. Yes. So he sang the national anthem for 26 yeah. minutes. Yeah. That's very funny. We also, we missed uh, Mr. Burns throwing out the first pitch. Oh, that's right. Yes. also yes. made me laugh out loud when he and Smithers come out of the wherever they are in that little baseball car yes <laughs> it's very funny uh, and then mr burns of course is terrible at throwing the pitch so it's fine he does a terrible job smithers attempts to kiss his ass right he says oh i think i actually heard the air cutting yeah. sir and he just turns to smithers and says shut up yeah <laughs> so mr burns is not to at least in this moment is not totally unaware of mr smithers yes manisms right um and um, anyway, so uh, we eventually, eventually get through the national anthem, and Homer is sitting down front in the employee section, uh, which is the only full section of the ballpark, yep. <laughs> uh, meaning the uh, nuclear plant employee section. Yeah, I mean. the the isotopes suck. I guess. Yes, they, they and, stink. <laughs> uh, nobody is there. And uh, who is coming to sit next to Homer but, of course, Mr. Mr. Burns. Burns, which is a real downer for Homer because he wants to get drunk and shake his butt. Yep. Uh, but he can't do it if Mr. Burns is there. <gasps> or can he? He sure can. Uh-huh. Because, like, he's uh, Homer turns to Marge and is like, oh, this sucks. You know, I don't want to sit next to the boss. I can't, like, relax, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And then Mr. Burns t turns to Homer and he says... You're gonna want a beer, right? Essentially, yeah, yeah. And, and and like, oh like, no, no, of course not. No, I don't want. I'll just have a Coca Cola. Yeah, and then <laughs> he did not say that. No, but. He, he absolutely did not say that, especially with the Atlanta accent. Um, but he, he, uh, 
then he's like, oh, I hope I was hoping you would join me. Yeah. And so, my treat. My right? treat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Mr. Burns and Homer get their 72 ounce hey, bucket yeah, of beer yes. for $2.50. We thought, and we thought $7 for 32 Can ounces you was imagine? a bargain. Can you imagine if we went to a game where 72 ounce beers were $1.25? Isn't there a famous instance of dollar beer night at some major league baseball or football game or NFL game. Um, oh man, I, don't know. I think there is. I really do think that there is. Uh, my memory is being jogged by this conversation that, uh, and it, in short, it ended very, very badly. Yeah. Uh, too, too many wildly drunk people. <laughs> I am sure. Well, you know, Homer needs that two fifty uh, per two seventy, uh, really dollar twenty five seventy two ounce beer because he's got that damn RV ten, payment. Ten cent beer night. Ten cent beer night. Oh, okay. It was a promotion held by the Major League Baseball's Cleveland Indians, now the Guardians, mm-hmm. during a game against the Texas Strangers on June fourth, nineteen seventy four. Um. That I is... am guessing that uh, this did not go well since it has its own Wikipedia entry. Yes. And... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So people were like running onto the field. There was a riot. Mm-hmm. I did not know anything about this. Yeah. I should submit this to uh, My Favorite Murder because I feel like this is something they would like to cover. Um, <laughs> so that is... Our uh, sister podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hey, hey, you know, we threw we threw out a shout out for you, my favorite murder. So you make sure you do yeah, the same thing for the us. Favor, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they had Yardley Smith on their show. Anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not know. Yeah. Well, uh, at any rate, um, we uh, are at the ball game. Beers are cheap. Uh, oh, here's where I wrote down Shelbyville. They they mentioned. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Homer also mentions Bush League. He does mention Bush so League. So I think we've actually talked about that on the podcast here before. Or one of my favorite phrases, if um, especially in terms of like going to a buffet. If I come back from the buffet with a lot of food on the plate. Yeah, we so- did. We talked about Carabas. That's right. Yes. Um, uh, and someone says, wow. Uh, one of my favorite ways to respond to that is to say, oh, you thought this was Bush League. And so Homer makes mention of Bush, a Bush League team uh, here in mm-hmm. these moments. So where are we in the... Oh, I'm way behind on the... <laughs> Keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Um, Do you want to know a little, while you're scrolling, do you want to know a little bit of uh, trivia? Yes. Uh, Ken Levine, who wrote this episode, used to be a minor baseball league announcer. Really? In New York. And and he voiced the announcers in this episode. And he named them after people he knew. Oh, that's really cool. Yes. I I did not know. I have. Al- I only learned it because it was on the wiki. I have for a long time really wanted to be a baseball or a sports announcer. <laughs> Actually, when I went to college, you know, I went for theater. Mm-hmm. My thought was, hey, maybe I could um, take, you know, start with theater and then like move into like sports broadcasting. Uh, I just think that would be lots of fun. Even if, I mean, we, there's a college uh, that, is, that does not have an amazing football team, but we do go to the games sometimes. Mm-hmm. And even if it was just like, you know, doing the loudspeaker. Or high school. Yeah, or high school. Uh, my, you know who announced our high school basketball, our baseball games? Who? Our football games. Jesus. <clears throat> not baseball. Football games. 
Who? Pat Summerall. My Spanish teacher. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That joke writes itself. Yeah. And, but but he was actually my dad's football coach in the 70s. Wow. Really? Yeah. He retired like right after I w- had his classes. Holds but, it. Holds it. Holds it. Yeah. I think he, I think he lives locally because I've seen him out and about a couple a uh, couple times. But Oh, really? I yeah. did not know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Small world, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. But it was well, especially it was, your hometown, small town. Yeah, <laughs> it was very funny because he was notorious for doing for like speaking quote unquote Spanglish. Like we were supposed to speak Spanish and yeah, yeah, yeah. for the entirety of his class, mm-hmm. but he would like replace words all the time with English, and it, uh-huh. uh, it would have been funny if he had done that during the base, the football games, but he didn't. <laughs> well, that's okay. That uh, I, I had no idea. Um, we, uh, by the way, I found out where we are in the episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, thank you, Frankiac. Oh, what a great thing. I know. Um, we are at Homer and Mr. Burns are drinking the beer. Mm-hmm. And as they, uh, Homer's trying to behave himself sitting next to Mr. Burns, but guess what? Mr. Burns starts razzing on the pitcher. Uh, and so Homer takes that as his opportunity to start razzing on the players as well. Mm-hmm. Bart and Lisa get in on it. Uh, Bart throws out the classic, we need a pitcher, not a belly itcher, mm-hmm. which I always thought, even as a kid, was a very lame thing to say. <laughs> like, and then Lisa comes in with, we want a catcher, not, not a, a belly, belly scratcher. scratcher. <laughs> nah, okay. I mean, I guess you don't want like a big old dope out there. Like a, <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like a, a Barney Gumble is a belly scratcher. How would you feel if the pitcher started to shave his belly? In front of everybody. I would feel right at home. (laughs) So we've said on the podcast that this is our second house. But at our first house, we lived in a neighborhood uh, that was divided, literally divided by a wall, a a fence. fence, Mm -hmm. uh, Because the other neighborhood, when it was constructed back in the 90s, um, a couple of years after this episode, right? Yep. the other neighborhood was the fancy neighborhood, and they wanted to keep the riffraff of our neighborhood out of there. So they literally built a fence across the across street. Across the like, street with like, a gate that's locked. Yeah, and the fire hydrant on their side, yeah. of course. Um, we actually experienced a couple of times, one very significant time, where emergency services needed to get through that fence. And, and they couldn't. They couldn't. Uh, so at any rate, it was not good. Yeah. At any rate, uh, over time, uh, time makes fools of us all right. Fry, uh, the, uh, the other neighborhood became just as low as, <laughs> as ours. Mm-hmm. And, um, the other, the other neighborhood was called wood duck and we fucking hated wood duck. As- it started off as a joke. Yes, it did. And then it became a very serious thing yeah uh so like when we rode by the neighborhood because we had to pass our neighborhood to get to ours mm-hmm. uh we would say we would go <laughs> in the car fuck, fuck you wood duck <laughs> and um all our friends knew it like <laughs> we just scared the dog <laughs> <laughs> um all our friends knew it like it, the, it was a whole thing to just be like fucking wood duck um and one day caitlin was going to get into her car mm-hmm. And one of the very classy residents across in the wood duck part of the neighborhood. This was a house that would uh, always have very public arguments in the streets mm-hmm. about going to Hooters. Yep. Like it was, it was a drama filled house. Yep. But homeboy was standing in the middle of their driveway mm-hmm. with a set of clippers shaving his belly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, t- I, I 
put it on Snapchat. Yep. I wish I had saved that story because we tell this all the time. We tell people about it all the time, but I have no proof of it except for that Snapchat (laughs) video, which obviously has disappeared into the ether. That was that was wild. Um, (sighs) Man. Anyway, so uh, anyway, we need a pitcher, not a belly itcher, or someone to <laughs> shave their belly in the middle of the field for all to see. Yep. Uh, Homer and Mr. Burns are wooing and getting excited about the game, but as the game goes on, the isotopes are down by three. Everyone more. Or, they're down by four because. No, they're down by three because oh. to win, they need a grand slam. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Math. Also, I'm looking at the transcript. Fine. <laughs> Be that way. Come uh, in here with your citations. <laughs> oh, sure. Everything looks bad if you remember it. <laughs> um, and uh, at any rate, um, the uh, the game is going on. The isotopes are losing. It's the towards the end of the game, bottom of the ninth, very likely. And Homer says, come on. We only need a Grand Slam. And he gets up and starts dancing on the dugout to baby elephant walk. And they win. The player hits the the grand slam. Grand slam. And they win. Sorry, that was an attempt at a handoff over to you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So they win. Uh huh. And everybody's like, oh, good job. (laughs) They sure. They go, the isotopes won a game. The isotopes won a game. Um, yeah, it's not like they won the pennant. They, right. not, they, won, they actually they won, won a game. A game. It's not unlike being a Cleveland Browns fan. You know, it really... Although, is. this season we're all losers, let's face it. Well, yeah, that, that, that is just ridiculous. <sighs> uh, that's a sad situation. We mm-hmm. talked about it on the last episode, and we're still sad I'm about still it. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> Upset. Um, Anyways, the isotopes win the game, and it appears that Homer's dancing is the re- is the responsible uh, catalyst for uh, for said uh, grand slam. Well, Mister Mister Burns is pissed. Exactly. Yeah. So the fans are excited, but Mister Burns, as he's walking out with Smithers, yeah. Smithers is saying that he gave a shameless display of exhibitionism. Uh huh. And so he's banned from all company outings <laughs> for life. And Homer, uh, not Homer, Smithers here is being a turd again mm-hmm. as he chuckles and, you know, he like giggles to himself as he gleefully puts the band for life mm-hmm. on there. He's, well, we, what's very weird is that he has this, ca- well, I guess it's the card that he had at the beginning when they were going into the stadium Must identifying yeah. everybody. Because then he has the stamp that says yeah. band. <laughs> he has it with him yeah, <laughs> as they're walking out of the park. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It doesn't really matter all that much to Homer in this moment because all the all of his friends are out there. Yeah, everybody's you know, super excited. Congratulating him. And, and then out of the shadows comes a man uh, identified as... Tex O'Hara. Uh, Tex O'Hara, yep. that's right. He is the owner of the isotopes. By the way... Yes. If the owner of the isotope's name is Tex and looks like a cowboy, is the, it at all surprising that he would try and move the team to Albuquerque? You know about that, right? Mm-mm. I know that there's an isotope's oh. team in Albuquerque. Yeah, well, there's that too. But uh, later in the series, the there's going to be a threat that they're going to move the team to Albuquerque. Oh, okay. And actually, this episode kind of parallels that episode because a Homer goes on a hunger strike and he becomes the mascot. Oh, for, okay. They call him Hungry Hungry Homer. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyways, um, there is actually uh, a team, in a minor league baseball team 
in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. and they are called the Albuquerque Isotopes. And I can think of absolutely no reason whatsoever. Uh, well, now I can think of one <laughs> <laughs> that they would be called the Isotopes because that's where all the nuclear testing was done out in mm-hmm. New Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. But it it's got to it has to be a nod. Right. It has to be a nod to the Simpsons. I don't know. There is no way that that it's not. It's got to be. Anyways, you can buy Albuquerque Isotopes gear online. I actually have thought about buying a shirt <laughs> before. But I'm, I'm, right now I'm wearing my grandma rodeo shirt, so I'm yeah. very happy. Uh, at any rate, he approaches Homer and he says, Hey, I think that you should be the mascot. W- or would you be interested in becoming the official mascot? Mm-hmm. And Homer says, Well, I should have thought about it, but I just went for it. And so, Homer is now the mascot, and we cut to a scene of the interior of the Simpsons' kitchen. Yep. Yeah, so he, uh, the kids and Marge are eating dinner, I guess, and um, they're getting ready to go to the ballpark, because that's Homer's first night. Yeah. So he comes in, and he's dressed kind of like Quail Man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, Min- yeah minus the underpants on the outside of his I, he, yeah but he's wearing a ball hat and he's got an h on his shirt and he's wearing <laughs> shorts with the socks pulled up i did not make that connection at all i literally just thought about it it does kind of look, look like quail, quail man, man. <laughs> uh you should write that down so we oh, can put a picture of quail, quail man, man on the instagram yep. <laughs> Oh my God! I didn't think about that at all. That's very funny. He does look like Quail Man. If you're not familiar with Quail, Quail Man, it is from the '90s Nicktoon Doug, mm-hmm. his alter ego. Yep. Did you? Silt is. Silt is. That's dot, right. Dot, dot. There was a restaurant here. It was a restaurant, right, or yeah. someplace in in here in our town uh, called Silt. And every time we rode by the sign, it was always Silt is <laughs> closed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because naming a restaurant Silt. <laughs> Probably Very not. strange, yeah. Probably not the best thing ever. Uh, did you know, so I have two brothers, right? An older one and a younger one. And what? Um, when you are when you are in that sort of dynamic, you naturally try to divide things to be like yours and what, what's yours and what's theirs. Uh-huh. And we used to divide the Nicktoons in that way. Oh, because really? Because Nathan was the younger and Jason was the older, we divided that Doug was Nathan's Nicktoon. Okay. Mine was the Rugrats. Oh, okay. And uh, what you make I mean, that face? Not Ugg. <laughs> I liked the Rugrats when they were on, but I think I liked Doug better. And um, Jason, uh, not only because it came on latest, but Ren it was Stimpy. definitely an older person, an older kid's cartoon. Was uh, his favorite was Ren and Stimpy. Okay. And so uh, all throughout my. Well, I can't even say that. Like Rugrats did run for a long time, and it came back, and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And, and actually, Doug too. Nancy Cartwright is now the voice of Chucky. We yeah. know, um, and Doug too. Yes, Doug came back on Disney. Yeah, and, and of course they ruined it. Yeah. Um, but uh, at any rate, um, that whole story was just to say that the Rugrats was my <laughs> was my I favorite. Li- I liked the I Rugrats. Little. I did. Um, although, I, yeah, I think I like Doug better. Um, I think as an adult, I definitely like Doug better. I still don't really like Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Uh, I, even even the later ones that were meant I to be. I thought it was really gross. Well, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't like, I just didn't care about it when I was a kid. It was, I, you know, I kind of feel like some of the stuff on Ren and Stimpy was like paved the way for like SpongeBob to actually be funny about it. Mm. Uh, things like Stimpy's nose guard, n- nose goblins where like his boogers that mm-hmm. he would keep on a board. I just remember lots of, 
hairballs. Yeah, and like lots of like butts and stuff. <laughs> and and is it it's Ren, right? That's like the Chihuahua. He just yeah. looked really gross. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I yeah, I didn't care for it. But I I remember as a kid being like really put off by Ren and Stimpy, first of all, because Because it, it came, was Jason's. Well, because because it was Jason's, but also because it came on at eleven o'clock on oh. Sunday morning. Oh. And you know what you're supposed to be doing at eleven o'clock on Sunday Going morning? Going to church. That's right. That's what everybody does at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. It's 11.30 right now. It is 11.30 right on Sunday morning right now. <laughs> I like how we both looked at our watches simultaneously. Oops. <laughs> anyway. The Simpsons are my church. You have referred to that as the family Bible, the big book. I uh, have. <laughs> that's uh, blasphemous. That, that's a joke. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, much like... Uh, uh, much like... Uh, uh, the many translations of the Holy Scripture mm-hmm. that that book also has several errors. Yes. <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, uh, Homer's dressed up to go to the game, and they're like, "Oh, did they tell you to wear that?" Or and yeah. he's like, "Nope, this is my own idea." Man, I gotta tell you, I thought he looked great. Yeah, he does. I, I thought he looked like he looked the wrong, he looked the part. He and he, he's a fan. He's like, you know, those fans that are unofficial mass like in this he's an official like yeah, sanctioned yeah. mascot but i think they're i think the, the guardians slash indians now have a or they have a guy that plays a rally drum yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a guy like for the st louis blues who i don't know what he does you know but, you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of mean streak henry yeah <laughs> yeah oh mean streak henry I hope he's doing okay me too uh cedar point up in ohio had a, a big big old uh, wooden roller coaster that uh people will say rattled the crap out of you it really wasn't it was bad. fine um but anyways people don't know what r- wooden roller coasters are uh but at any rate um there was a man an older gentleman mm-hmm. who was called mean streak henry and this is definitely an unofficial mascot person yeah he he you know like the staff would know him and i guess he would just come to cedar point and ride mean streak a whole lot and he'd have like a little outfit all he had his little t-shirt on he he really is there are several of those across the country i imagine that's gonna be us when we are retirement age like you're gonna be what are you gonna be i'm I'm gonna be apollo's chariot robert i was gonna say alpha geist Geist god i don't think as an old person i could handle alpha geist a whole bunch yeah um but uh, actually, I'll probably just be Grover Coaster Robert. <laughs> <laughs> My back. <laughs> I like the rides, but Grover's hurts. Alpine Coaster Robert. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> um, but uh, at any rate, Homer it, he looks the part. He looks yeah. really great. Yeah. Um, and uh, I uh, he gets out there, and man, the the people are loving it. Right? They they make a joke. They attempt here to make a joke about feeling Caribbean. To play. Oh yeah, that did not land. It didn't land. I, I think they were going for two things. One, uh, to get the response of the two obviously supposed to be Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, can, people can, up front. Can we put a pin in that real fast? Oh, yep, yep. And there is a funny line. Um, he, it's Homer's voiceover as he's telling Barney and Mo the story. But he was for the first time in my life, people weren't laughing at me; they were laughing towards That's me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Um, anyway, uh, I think they also were just uh, trying to show that Homer is a one-trick pony here mm-hmm. because he is dancing to a Caribbean rhythm, but it's still baby, baby elephant, elephant walk. walk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, 
they win the game as mm-hmm. his, the first official game and um he starts uh two in a row two in a row spelling out springfield with his body in a very hodgepodge kind of way yeah Do people know what hodgepodge is Hot, hodgepodge hodgepodge i think so oh i always have calling it hodgepodge no <laughs> uh Anyway, uh, in the 18th century, there are little cards that uh, children are using to learn letters and when they're learning to read and whatnot. And it's a man who's conforming. He's contorting his body into the shape of the letters. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, it's I think, ho- it's... I think it's hodgepodge. It's hodgepodge, hodgepodge, something along those lines. Yeah. We can post a picture of one of them on the Instagram. Yes. We're going to have a lot of pictures on this Instagram. Uh, uh, are, uh, no more than 10. No more than... Well, <laughs> what I mean is... <laughs> You're right. What I meant was we're going to have a lot of original pictures or non-screen caps. Yep. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, Eventually, of course, uh, the the isotopes, they're not a good team. They're going to lose a game, and they eventually do lose. Well, when he he spells out Springfield, he spells it S-P-R-I-N-G-F-E-E-L-D. Oh, did he? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't notice that. Springfield, yeah. Yeah. That made me laugh too. Anyway, the uh, the the Topes eventually lose, and Homer gets called up to uh, Tex's office. Mm-hmm. And Homer, of course, thinks that he's gonna lose his position as dancing Homer. And uh, Tex says, "Hey, we both knew that you weren't gonna be here forever." And Homer overreacts. Yep. Homer <laughs> thinks he's getting fired. Uh, uh, it's amazing that he has such a big belly with all that flying off the handle and jumping to conclusions that he's doing here. <laughs> um, but uh, he, you know, he says, hey, you know, oh, yeah, I get it. So they lose one game and, I, and I'm out. You know, you make me sick. And, and Tex says, Homer, I'm not firing you. You've been called up You've to the majors. You've been called up to the majors, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing, yeah. And so uh, Homer says, oh, I wish he wouldn't have said this in this transition with his, you know, his vocal transition from through the mm-hmm. scenes. He says, I, I wish I should, I wouldn't have listened to my big dumb wife. Uh, yeah. I was like, Ugh. there are a few cringes in this episode and the, the Caribbean yeah, being one of them. Yeah. That, that's another one. Yeah. But, uh, although I guess, you know, the joke that they were aiming at there is you think because of Marge's character that she is not going to go along with it, but it's actually the kids that are not, uh, keen on it at first in mm-hmm. in March well says, well so first of all they're calling him out to the big leagues uh-huh. in capital city oh yeah 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 yeah. also also really prominent right the, the, the capital city another introduction because yes. well, I don't think we've talked too much I think mm-hmm. it has been mentioned maybe maybe but uh so he's gonna go and he's like I can't I can't go to Capital City. They already have a mascot, the goofball. Uh, also another intro. And yeah. then, yeah. And then Tex is like, well, the goofball's getting older. He needs backup. So yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. go be his backup. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I you're welcome. Glazed right over. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I will say too, looking at the Frankie Act transcriptions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Number one, very helpful. Uh-huh. And number two, he says, I should have listened to the kids instead of my dumb wife. But he said, I shouldn't have said that. I should have oh, called her did that. he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's better. Oh, that's right, because he said, bite my tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of wish he wouldn't have said it. But mm. <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, the, I think you really what they're going for here is that the kids you think would be all for it, and they're not, and mm-hmm. you think Marge would be against it, but she's not. She supports him in this, and the kids get on board, and so... They pack up the car and... They have a yard sale. <laughs> that's where they have a yard sale. Uh, and 
uh, Flanders uh, tries to get sentimental with Homer and Homer's. So we yeah. see a little, we see a little uh, Homer yeah. Ned dynamic. Yeah, and we through. have not seen Flanders in a long time. You're right, we have a not. very long time. So he comes over and he's like, "Oh, getting ready to move." And yeah, he, the, at the yard sale, and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but you do, you do get like the adversarial relationship between the two of them just in the few seconds that he's on screen. We do get uh we do get a very 90s uh line here. Did you catch it? When he says I'm going to miss you too. Not. Not. Psych. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I remember doing that when I was little. Not. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> that that was like that was a fun thing to do was to say something crazy and then go not yep <laughs> we also get a moment between uh millhouse and bart mm-hmm. here they They're become spit brothers spit brothers yeah um and uh, we, but we get this juxtaposed to lisa being like with her quote-unquote friends yeah on the on the plate on the schoolyard saying well i feel like if we'd have gotten to know each other this would mean more <laughs> and they're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Janie's there i feel like Janie's probably her best friend i yeah i i did notice that Janie was there it did kind of feel weird you know but who else is there who girl with glasses is she there yeah. oh you only see her back oh but okay. that is definitely her hair gotcha yep um speaking of hair we need to make an announcement at the end of the episode Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyways, that being said, they're going off to Capital City. Marge and her sister, her sisters are, Patty and Selma are showing emotion towards Marge Yeah, here. they're, they're kind of, they're sad that they are like, our baby sister's going to the big city. Yeah. I'll call you every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Patty, call, Patty says, I'll call you every day. And then Selma says, I'll call you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny. They, they, yeah, I, I, I was just sort of taken aback by it. You know, you think of Patty and Selma being them. So <laughs> it's, it's a little, are they moving into the house? It does kind That's of feel what it that way. They like, are standing or it looks in, like. In, they're standing in front of the house. And actually, when I when this scene was going on, I was like, that house is going to smell like smoke. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I guess it already probably smells like smoke because they smoke in there anyway. Yeah. When um, they come over. We saw that during Simpson and Delilah. Yep. But uh, at any rate, uh, they are going off to the big city. We get this big old, like, New York, New York style mm-hmm. uh, intro. Tony Bennett is there. Literally Tony Bennett. That's actually him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's singing a Frank Sinatra style original originated by Liza Minnelli, but who's counting um, oh. song a la New York, New York, but it's about Capital City. Oh, yeah. Uh, da, 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 capital city I, I, don't yeah, I don't remember the words anyways uh, but Homer also has a little dream sequence where uh, 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 kudos to Caitlin she's the one who remembered actually who the this was um, mm-hmm. it was the farewell speech of Lou Gehrig, Lou Gehrig. God, I don't know why I keep saying Yogi Berra <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, anyways uh, Homer ends it with the iconic uh, luckiest man well, he says luckiest mascot on the face of the earth. Yeah. The crowd cheers, and then into Capital City they go with sites such as the Crosstown Bridge. There's Tony Bennett. The um, was it the Penny Loafer? Yes, <laughs> which was really I think was supposed to be a a play on the Brown Derby. Oh yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yep, because it was shaped like a penny loafer. It was. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then he had a little penny up in the <laughs> up in the tongue of the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> so. And uh, 
Anyway, Homer is, uh, we cut to a scene where Homer is attempting to uh, perfect his uh, hodgepodge spelling of capital city. Yeah, Marge is asleep and he's kind of over on the side trying to be quiet. Yep. Doing C, A, P. Yep, and we get a really nice moment here where Marge calls him into bed. She tucks him in and gives him a kiss. Uh, and he says, we talked about it for, we talked about it forever. Um, but for the first time, Marge fell asleep before I did. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling that Homer. I'm always falling asleep first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just cause I can't get to sleep most of the time. Um, well, I mean, if you're looking at this mug, why would you close your eyes? <laughs> Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, rude lady. So <laughs> so then I guess it's like the, the first game and yep. Homer's giving the family their tickets. Yep. And he says, hey, you get to sit with the players' wives. Uh -huh. Don't forget to cheer for me. So yep. they... Uh, off, off they go to mm -hmm. sit with the players' wives. Yeah. And, um, and then um, Homer kind of toddles himself out onto the field. He sure, he sure does. And um, he meets the goofball. Oh, there's a really good, uh, uh, there's a really good uh, line here. Um, oh, first of all, let me say, uh, on the sites as they're moving around Capital City, mm -hmm. the in this in this moment, the Duff Brewery is in Capital oh, City. Oh, yes. So perhaps later there's an ancillary brewery that opens up in Springfield. Can't get enough of that wonderful Duff. That's right. Yep. Or Doof. Or maybe Red Tick Beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we watched that episode the other day. We did. Um but uh, anyways, uh, while they're, while they're, uh, as he hands them the tickets, uh, he says, Bart was strangely quiet. Um, mm -hmm. And Homer says, I later learned it was because he was feeling, conf he, had, he was confused by feelings of respect. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then he goes out onto the field yep. where he meets the goofball. The goofball kind of greets him. He's like, oh, great to have you on board. I was a thousand percent sure that the goofball was going to be more of a jerk, but he sure was not. He no. was very supportive. No, I didn't know the goofball spoke. You know, usually he doesn't. Normally he just honks. <laughs> uh, uh, I... The goofball's on the puzzle. Yep, yep. By the way. <laughs> no, oh, thank you for bringing. You're for welcome. Making, making sure yeah. that everyone knows. <laughs> goofball's on the puzzle. Um. Anyway, uh, we are getting towards the end of the episode. Essentially, Homer. well, first of all, when they're they're in the locker room getting ready, and the goofball's there, uh -huh. and he's like kind of giving Homer the rundown of what's going to happen, and essentially Homer is there to give him bathroom break, a bathroom break in the fifth inning. Yes, and also I thought this was kind of funny that they. Uh, that he plays up the fifth inning because they play up the fifth inning as the most important inning. But do you, uh, if I ask you this question, just give me your honest answer. Okay. okay. What is the most important inning in baseball for a mascot? For a mascot, it's the seventh. Yes. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yes. It's got to be the seventh, right? Yeah. Because of the stretch, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And We're then on the that's same when they there. have like their little, like the Nats have their, the president's race. Yeah. In yep. which Teddy Roosevelt always falls down or does something <laughs> stupid, which is so fucking funny because I am sure Teddy Roosevelt is rolling in his grave. Oh, man. <laughs> we actually have a friend who does a very, very, very he good uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt um, interpretation. Um, I don't want to say impression because he I think, looks exactly he, like he him. Looks so much like him. But the, I'm going to ask him if we can post a picture of him uh, okay. on our Instagram because he just looks so much like Teddy Roosevelt. Um, maybe we'll put it next to the, the big Teddy Roosevelt yeah. head. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the Washington Nationals mascots, it's all, it's like 
little tiny people-sized bodies and ginormous presidents. It's the, it's the Rushmore presidents, right? Oh. Have you not I thought about that? Yes, no, it is. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Life, lifelong baseball fan, everybody. <laughs> well, baseball, not carvings in a mountain. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but uh, at any at any rate, um, uh, they they. Although this comes from the fact that they talk about this being the fifth being the most important. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I can read uh, what we have here in the transcript. It says, everyone is, the fifth inning will be yours. Everyone has settled in. They've had a couple of beers. The game is official. Homer says it's a very important inning. Wow, the fifth. Uh, and uh, we, it's then revealed by the goofball that it's also the inning where I wish I had a I zipper on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, there's a, there is a pretty nice... Nice moment, I would say. Uh, Homer, Homer says, right, Mr. Goofball. And he says, oh, just call me Goof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, again, the uh, the Goofball is being really supportive of Homer here. Mm-hmm. It looks like Homer is being set up, for, like, he's really actually being set up for success here. Yeah, and he tells the Goofball, like, kind of what his little shtick is. And the Goofball's like, oh, yes, that's that's very good. And he tells him that he does it all to the tune of Baby Elephant Walk. And the guy's like, Mancini. The mascot's best <laughs> yes, friend. Right, yes. <laughs> That's very funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, we then cut to Marge trying to find the seats with the kids. It is revealed that they are in the upper, upper, upper mezzanine. Yeah, they're in really bad seats. They it, are not with the players' wives. They're with their ex-wives, <laughs> which is also very funny. <laughs> uh, and as it turns out, we get the impression that the whole section is basically jeering the players the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it in his head yeah. or something along those lines. And... Um, Anyway, Homer is down at the field level. He's very nervous about mm-hmm. getting going. He's eating some hot dogs. That's right. He gets distracted by the red hots. Yeah. <laughs> and then here comes the baby elephant walk music. Mm-hmm. Homer jumps up and he is giving it his all. Mm-hmm. But baby, this ain't Springfield. The capital city people are not buying this. Nope. As a matter of fact, it, uh, there is a line that says, it actually was so quiet you could hear each individual sarcastic <laughs> remark. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Uh, and uh, Homer... The only um, applause I got was from dragging my carcass out of there. That's right. The goofball had to come in presumably after his pee or didn't even get his pee break mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and pull him out. And poor <laughs> Homer... He, he is. Had, he has to go to the owner's yep. office in his jock in his strap. That's a really that's a really great visual gag. Only his we, jock strap. We see the wavy glass, but we can plainly see the shape of Homer, and we can plainly see the shape of the uh, the owner's office, and you can see Homer's white strap around his waist and yep, the two leg straps, and you just get like the whisper of his butt crack <laughs> <laughs> in visually. I'm, <laughs> A whisper of butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that would be like the notes on a perfume. It's like, you know, (laughs) florals, roses, blah, 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 citrus, bergamot, and a whisper of butt crack. Ew. Uh, I think they would probably... Should we change that out for pheromone? No, 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 I like it. Ah, Butt crack, (laughs) butt crack. (laughs) Yeah, so then like he, he gets... 
he gets fired. He's like, the, the owner's like, I'm sorry, you're just not ready. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, always, he, and then I, he goes, he goes like, go pick up your paycheck and for God's sake, put some clothes on. Can I say real quick that I take issue with people using the word fire when someone is let go? Yeah. You know, like, like I, maybe it's because of The Apprentice and because of, because of Donald Trump, but Fair. like, but, but like fired to me sounds it's so not, aggressive. Fired sounds like you did something real bad. Yeah. Yeah. When, and in this case, therefore you were like immediate action was taken. Whereas let go, I feel like is like a culmination of whatever yeah, circumstances laid off is when your position's eliminated. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, we, but we, you know, we constantly use that. We say, we say the coach was fired, even if like it was a mutual agreement that it right. was time to move on. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's really where we see it the most that it annoys me is okay. like when coaches being fired. Anyway, I'm not going to change society with that rant. You're but... getting fired up over this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I got my nipples are hard and oh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> whoa. Please quit poking holes in your rodeo shirt. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, but we got a really great moment here. Uh, and and it, it is a really. It really is a nice moment. Homer comes out, head hanging low, and Marge uh, reminds them that, uh, you know, we can't have, you two can't look down. This is going to be hard enough for your father. He walks out, and the kids... They cheer for they him. They cheer. Yep. And, like, it's, it's, this is, like, the antithesis of the at least you tried cake. Yeah. Right? Like, like the kids are on a side. Um, the, the, the feelings of respect were there, you know. <laughs> we love you anyway, Daddy Cake. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it is, uh, it, it's, I thought that it was just a nice moment. It was a very brief moment, but it was mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. They load up the car. Homer actually says, what a family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they come back to Springfield. And uh, we're back in Moe's bar. Yep. And he realizes in this moment in, that he's told the story that everyone is hanging on his yeah, every word. Uh, and so Hom- uh, Moe says, tell it again, Homer. And he says, okay. Okay. And then they cut to credits. There was a, uh, so it is cut to credits. Um, I, we did not mention by the way though, that, uh, at one point during the, I think it was while they're still in Springfield and Homer's gaining in popularity, there is Homer on a t-shirt and Marge says a Simpson on a t-shirt. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. (laughs) So they're still keeping up with the meta jokes. Yeah. Uh, we co- we close oh, out. Oh, we t- forgot to mention something else too. Uh oh, what? When Homer and the goofball are talking in the locker room, mm-hmm. in one of the lockers is the photo of Homer with Princess Cashmere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, thank you. There's, there's a couple of things in this episode that kind of pull back into the into the first season. Bleeding uh-huh. gums being the most obvious, Man, but so then good. there's <laughs> then there's that picture of Homer and Princess Cashmere. Oh say, yeah. I say, can you see? <laughs> so good. That is a great. That is a great joke. Uh, and and I think it really appeals to Caitlin's sensibilities because yeah. it just it, it goes it on too long going. and it keeps going. <laughs> and we we've talked about how The Simpsons does that really well. Yeah. And I think this is one of the earliest instances of that. Oh man. Oh yeah. So uh, uh, here we go. I think it's time for the verdict. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. I really like this. Episode. I loved it. Yes, it's loved so good. It. I it, think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I. This is the kind of episode that I enjoy because it is 
100% not related to really anything that's going on uh-huh. in the real world. Uh-huh. And it kind of makes you forget about the real world, which is good these days, okay. especially. Uh-huh. Um, but it has so many good jokes. And I do. I liked how they, they brought in Bleeding Gums mm-hmm. as the person singing. Oh, you love the ancillary characters. I do. Them. I do. So. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think... I'm 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 ready for a bold statement here. I think this is the best episode we've seen so far in the series. I agree with that. Um, this is better than Krusty gets busted. Uh, I I I would be okay. interested. Maybe this. Well, we got stuff to do this afternoon. I, but. I think Krusty gets busted. I think Krusty gets busted does a lot to like bring things into canon. Yep. Yep. But this episode perpetuates that. Definitely so. Yeah. Lots of new you stuff. See, you see it enacted and, here. Yeah. And you don't, you just kind of, it's it's coming together and Krusty gets busted, but now it's like fully, yeah. kind of fully formed. Yeah. And I mean, the, m- most of the, most of the jokes really land well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I appreciate the callbacks. I appreciate the photo with Princess Cashmere. Yeah. Uh, I, um. I just thought this was a really, really good episode, mm-hmm. and I would encourage you, listener, if you are, if you haven't seen this episode in a long time, this is Go worth your time. Go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I also wonder how the writing shakeup on this episode helped because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to my knowledge, Ken Levine and David Isaacs have not. They did not write anything previously. Uh, yeah, I was so going to ask you about that. So this is kind of an, a little bit of an infusion of new blood. Yeah. So that might have helped things as well. Well, you know what? That that worked out. And yeah, and uh, I'll, to go along with uh, with Ken Levine being the baseball announcer, apparently he helped visually with what the um, what it was going to look like because uh, he was he gave guidance to the animators and been like, this is what the atmosphere needs to be. Nice. And I, I would totally agree that you you definitely get a sense of what it's like to be at a minor league yeah. uh, stadium. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's a lot going on there um, mm-hmm. uh, that reminds me of, uh, of the minor league stadiums around here or mm-hmm. even the, uh, the one up in Altoona. Altoona, yeah. Um, just, you know, small time... Baseball. Yeah. Uh, I interrupted you saying something about Krusty gets busted and this. Oh, no. I was just going to say that uh, I would be interested to perhaps watch them back to back and just Mm. see what I think. But uh, as I'm sitting right here and now, and I will admit that I am a person who is prone to doing something like this, is being like, oh, this new thing that was good, it's the best thing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's okay. But, uh, but yeah, I think that this is probably my favorite episode so far. I, I would agree with that. So, well, you know what? Uh, I'm so glad that we uh, got to this episode. I'm so glad we found one in season two that you really like. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually, I was thinking about that going in. I was like, I have not really enjoyed season two so far, but this episode Mm -hmm. definitely brings it back to like, it it goes beyond. In ranking uh, them, I think that number two is probably Bart Gets an F. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Bart Gets an F, but. I'm not including. I, I think. I think in rankings, I'm going to leave the Treehouses of Horrors that, out. Yeah, I think they're that, their <laughs> own beast. They're weird. Yeah. So, 
Uh, anyway. Well, you know what? Hey, we appreciate you uh, sticking with us. And because you stuck with us, we are going to uh, make a special announcement for you. Uh, if you have listened to our older episodes, you know that Caitlin has an Etsy store where she sells things for craft supplies and whatnot. She has created something I think is super cool. I really, I'm being genuine when I say this. I really love it. So take it away. Oh, uh, I drew a sticker uh-huh. and it's the wigs from the wig sphere uh-huh. that they buy and when they're <laughs> before looks, their car gets crushed it looks like the old sticker or the old images of like the beatles haircuts um except it's the wigs it's the wigs um yeah so we got we got martin millhouse bart and nelson in there and, and it's just their wigs there's no faces yeah or so we will definitely put a picture of the yep. sticker onto the instagram if you are so inclined we would love it if you'd have, head over to her etsy store and maybe buy one for yourself and i'll set up a discount code all uh for like 15 percent off super um for listening to, thank you as a thank you for listening uh-huh and it will be uh Esco- the dis- oh. the the discount will be escalator. Okay, cool. That's what I was, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, yeah, awesome. And also, hey, while you're here, make sure that you head over to our Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod. You can do the same over on Facebook, Escalator to Nowhere Pod, or on Twitter at Esc. That's E S C to Nowhere Pod. Uh, if you'd like to send us a message, we would love to hear from you. You can send an email to us at Escalator to Nowhere Pod at gmail dot com. Oh, I feel reinvigorated after this episode. Yeah. Uh, so last, the last episode, Robert kept asking me if I was okay and I was fine, but I had had a lot of food and a lot of beer right before we recorded. <laughs> so I was extra like phlegmatic. So, uh, here we are bright and bright eyed and bushy tailed at noon on a Sunday. Robert's morning beer. Sitting Robert's over- <laughs> morning beer is sitting over there. We got to walk down to the Mexican restaurant. That's right. We're going to, we're going to go have our food after the recording yes. this time. Um, well, I, I mean, I thought the last episode was fine. We, I was talking to Caitlin. I was like, you know, when you're listening to yourself in the moment, uh, you can hear a lot more in the headphones that actually gets picked up by yeah. the microphones. Like it, you know, and you're concerned about whether or not you're being entertaining or funny or anything uh, along those lines. I was lines. looking for Leo. Oh, I think this is the first episode we have that ha- he hasn't had his little jingle bell yeah, going. He's true. in the chair. In okay. There. Um, anyway. Uh, so anyways, uh, I, I, you know, it's just important for us. As we're we're cr- still, content we're creators. still learning how we to are. podcast. Yeah. It's and true. Um, if you have feedback, let us know. Yeah, but, man. But we're, we're trying our best. We are. Uh, and hey, if you enjoyed this or if you're enjoying our podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could head over to whatever platform you're listening to this on and rate the podcast. The highest rating, please. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also, you know, what really does a great thing for us uh, is when you tell a friend about us. So uh, we appreciate you being here and listening. And, uh, and we're just here to have fun, man. So... I'm having a good time. I hope that you're having a good time, too. (laughs) Party, party, baby. (laughs) We're going to try to record another episode after lunch, so we'll see how we feel then. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Filled with Mexican food and margaritas. That's right. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to go ahead and sign off here. Make sure you join us next time for the Uh, next episode. The Dead Putting Society. Dead Putting Society. Yes, yes. I know that one. I remember it. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm assuming... (laughs) There's golf involved. There is. Okay. Um, but uh, we will uh, 
Smell you later. Smell you later. We sure will. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, bye. Bye.